0: Life with diabetes has some highs and lows, but just like in a normal life, you can make choices which help to make your life easier, improve your health and well-being. In the Diabetic and Healthy podcast, we show you how to do just that. We're here to help you put your diabetes worries behind so that you can start enjoying life with a sky-high smile on your face. So let's meet our host for today's show. Here's Charlotte.
1: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Diabetic and Healthy Podcast. As always, I really hope everyone's doing well. On today's show, I'm talking to Nick Otto, aka Insulin Junkie. Nick is a type 1 diabetic who lives in Florida and a successful YouTuber, and he has very kindly agreed to tell us a bit more about his diabetes story how the condition has changed his life and after living with it for several years now what advice he would give to anyone who's either newly diagnosed or maybe struggling with a condition. Nick also tells us about why he started his YouTube channel and how he wants to use his own personal life experiences to reach out to others. So before we get started I do just want to say a massive thank you Um, to everyone who has been in touch with me following my request on social media so if you haven't seen it I did put a little request out on social media for anyone else with diabetes who would like to share their story and be featured on a future episode of the podcast I've had a really fantastic response, way more than expected. So thank you so much. I really genuinely appreciate it. Um, I believe I have now at least acknowledged everyone's emails and messages. Um, but feel free to give me a little nudge. If you have sent me a message and you've not had any response, I have genuinely missed it. Um, I have not ignored anybody. Um, And for those of you that have already heard from me, I will be in touch via email over the next few days with some more information for you. Okay, so this is me talking to Nick about his life with diabetes. Hey, Nick, how are you?
2: I'm good. How about yourself?
1: I'm very good. Thank you. So thank you so much for agreeing to come on today and share your story with us.
2: Of course.
1: Um, so you are type one diabetic? I am. How uh how long ago were you diagnosed?
2: I found out seven years ago on my birthday. Happy birthday. Really? Oh wow. January third I found out. I'm going on eight eight years now, so eight years and January third next year will be eight years and uh it's it's changed my life, that's for sure.
1: I'm guessing you spent your birthday in hospital?
2: I spent most of the day they wanted to keep me longer but I was like no I just want to go get some food that's all I did my (laughs) my (laughs) my roommate took me I went in my blood sugar was over 800 and they thought I was type 2 at first and they um they put me on like metformin and stuff and then they sent me on my way and I just went and got some food and our roommate paid for Paid for dinner and treated me and it was cool, but uh, definitely changed my life after that. That was the last time I had a cake for a while. So mm.
1: did, how did you end up in hospital? Did you, you took yourself there because you felt mm. unwell or, or what was happening?
2: Yeah. So I, uh, I woke up that morning and I took a protein shake and I started like my, my hands were just trembling and I started stuttering and I couldn't couldn't see the clock on the wall like it was it was blurry and so I called my mom and she was like you need to go to the hospital and I went my roommate took me and they're checking my sugar and it didn't read on the thing and I guess their meters stopped at 800 and so I guess my blood sugar was over 800 then.
1: So had you uh, been had you been feeling ill for a while or did you just wake up that day and?
2: No I was feeling ill for I want to say close to like a month like, I was constantly urinating, and I was super thirsty. I couldn't get mm-hmm. hydrated. I took a trip to Ohio with my uncle, and um, he's a type 2 diabetic, and he was like, you need to go get checked. He noticed some of the signs, you know, because I was, like, filling up Gatorade bottles. I would just down them, you know, that water, Gatorade, and I would just – he was like, I'm tired of pulling over. He was like, you're going to have to pee in those bottles. We're not stopping because we're on <laughs> to way to Ohio. So it was just, yeah, my sugars were through the roof. And now I know, like, when my sugars are high, if I'm constantly urinating, then that's yeah. a sign.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember that feeling, and people don't get it, do they? If you say, like, "Oh, I was so thirsty," they just think, "Well, that's not that bad." Like, yeah, that no, is unreal, it's unreal, isn't it? It's
2: mm-hmm. super dry. It's not, it's not fun.
1: Uh, I can remember like lining up pints and pints and pints of like juice and water and stuff at night, yep. you know, like on the bedside yeah. table. Yeah but it would all be gone by the time I went to sleep I just like couldn't stop drinking
2: I'm notorious for water bottles I'll just have a bunch on my windowsill by my bed and drink them and then just like water bottles all around my room (laughs) people don't get it
1: um so do you want to tell us a little bit about your life before your diagnosis
2: uh yeah I guess what do you want to know
1: what was your, like, what was your lifestyle like? Were you leading quite a lifestyle? Were you,
2: I guess, um, I've always tried to live a kind of decent lifestyle, but, um, the way I grew up was kind of tough. You know, I didn't have, um, a stable family. I just found out who my dad was last year. Um, my mother has always been a drug addict, you know, so she hasn't really been there. So growing up was tough. And then, um, I joined the military when I hit, um, 18, 19, I joined the military I did that for a few years and then I got out <clears throat> I was kind of lost in life, but, um, I actually drank a lot and, um, diabetes hit and then it was like game changer, like you can't do this, you can't live like this anymore, you know, you got to change your life or else you're going to die, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I, I value my life, you know, I really do, I try to take care of myself, so I completely quit drinking when I found out I had diabetes, I quit smoking, and, um, you know, it's a full-time job, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah I just try to
2: take care there of my health now, but yeah, I, um, I'm still the same, you know, I've always loved being outdoors and fishing and motorcycles and, you know, stuff like that, but, um, now I have more time to focus on my health, like, that comes first, mm-hmm. you know, because if I don't focus on my health, then, good of mine to anybody else i don't have a working pancreas but
1: (laughs) so when you got your diagnosis Mm -hmm. um did you know anything about diabetes like when they said diabetes did you have any like preconceived ideas Mm -hmm. about what that meant or
2: i i had no clue at all no clue whatsoever they were like they thought i was type 2 at first and i had i had no clue because nobody in my family really had any you know clue about diabetes other than my uncle and uh, um so it was yeah it was a game changer I was sure it was tough but um yeah
1: so they thought you were type 2 then obviously Mm -hmm. I'm guessing the medication didn't work and your blood sugars were still high
2: yeah they put me on metformin for a while and I guess maybe I was in the honeymoon phase so maybe maybe it kind of worked for a little bit but you could tell that it wasn't doing what it was supposed to and I lost a lot of weight uh-huh. Like I've always been, I've always been a pretty skinny guy. I weigh like I weigh one sixty three now, but I've always weighed like one forty five when I found out, or one fifty.
1: You're, you're talking um, in pounds,
2: yeah? <laughs> yeah, in pounds. <laughs> in pounds. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I definitely lost a lot of weight, and um, because my my sugars were through the roof, so I was just peeing everything out and just dropping in weight, so. But so got, they put me on, um, oh, I'm sorry, they put yeah, me on, no, the no, pump, no. On. on the pump like a year afterwards. I was doing shots for a while because mm-hmm. um, after they took me off the metformin because I just wasn't working. So yeah.
1: how did you get on with, um, doing doing injections? Was that, did that bother you?
2: Um, not really. I have a lot of tattoos. Um, so needles weren't too big of a thing for me and it's, uh, you, you kind of got to do it if you want to live. Yeah. So. It didn't bug me too much.
1: But you, so was it your choice to go onto a pump or did they suggest that might work better for you?
2: Well, they put me on, um, the pens and the shots for like the first year and then to get the insulin pump, I had to make sure my numbers were like good. And hmm. on top of it for a while, I had to send them logs and everything. Cause they're not just going to give you an insulin pump over here. They got to make sure you're going to take care of yourself first before they'll give you the insulin pump. And so I got on a Medtronix Rebel, was my first pump. And then I went to the Medtronics 630. And then now I just got the Tandem X or the T, T-Slim X2. Yeah. X2. Okay. Yep.
1: Um, and you've always had to CGM with that?
2: Um, so I have the G6 now, but I had the Medtronix Guardian, but it never worked for me. Like that one... It just was never accurate so i just never even bothered with it and it sucks having to wear like two things on your body and being like a skinny guy I mean, it's hard to find like spots to put stuff but the g6 is really accurate so i don't mind wearing it. it's actually a godsend
1: yeah um i know the cgms are hard to suit, really hard to get hold of in the uk i mean you can mm-hmm. you can fund them yourself but to to actually get them funded is yeah quite and quite a mission
2: they're, and they're not cheap no not cheap at all no. so i feel bad every time i waste one i just put one on two days ago i put one mm-hmm. on my arm for the first time and i went to the gym and i walked by weight and it ripped right off oh. so i'm gonna call Dexcom dexcom see if i can't get that replaced
0: yeah
1: are they quite good over there replacing them
2: Yeah, most of the time, I've only had to call them once. Um, Most of my medicine comes from the VA because I'm a veteran, so um, they usually handle it. But if it's in a time period where I can't re-up for prescription and I do mess mess one up, I'll call Dexcom. They've replaced it last time, and from what I hear, like stories, they usually try to replace it. They're usually pretty good. Um
1: so you say it was a real game changer for you when you were yeah. diagnosed. So how what lifestyle changes <clears throat> did you make or did you have to make?
2: <clears throat> so I guess I was drink I was drinking a lot at the time I found out um that had to go. That that I'm glad I quit, you know. I'm yeah. 33 years old and I found out in my, you know, my mid 20s that I was a diabetic and I feel like a lot of people drink you know a lot of most of my friends still drink you know and it's hard to quit drinking and changing that lifestyle because you lose a lot of friends like I did I lost a lot of friends just because they wanted to continue to drink and I didn't and so I quit drinking smoking I've always worked out but I work out I try to work out a lot harder now but diabetes weighs on your body, it weighs on your mind, it weighs, you know, especially if you let it run, you know, crazy, it's gonna, it's gonna tear your body apart. Mm. High blood sugars will kill you over time and low blood sugars can kill you instantly. So, like I said, game changer, it definitely is.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's really good that you obviously took it so seriously. I think some people, it takes a lot longer You know, they, a lot of diabetes denial, people going to burnout and it can take, you know, it takes some people months or years to really get to grips with it and say, you know, this is serious. I've got to look after myself. So, you know, it's lucky that you Mm. kind of took it all on board and, and sorted things out.
2: I had a, I had a friend growing up, she was diabetic and, well, I guess I want to say maybe my teenage years, I found out she was diabetic. And she continued to drink, you know, she just continued to party. And then I found out I was diabetic and seeing what it did to her body. Mm. I, didn't, I don't want that to do it to mine. So I really changed my lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank Alcohol you. and diabetes don't tend to get on.
2: <laughs> no, not at all. It's like you get so drunk and you black out and your sugars get high. And you don't, you don't remember to take insulin when you're drinking. Mm. So it's just, it just doesn't mix for me.
1: What has been, would you say, your biggest challenge with diabetes? What's been the most challenging part? Ooh,
2: sleep. Oh. <laughs> sleep is the worst. Like I've never, okay, I'm, I'm high strung. I have ADHD, so that's why you see me over here rocking in this chair. Like, I, <laughs> I, I can never sit still. But the sleep is the hard part. If your sugars aren't right, It's gonna mess up your sleep. Like I toss and turn, and diabetes will make your body hurt sometimes. So it's just like you try to lay there and you're just like you're in pain sometimes. But I yeah, sleep is the hardest part for sure. Why? What's the hardest part for you?
1: You (laughs) Oh no, it's not sleep. Um, hardest part for me. I think mine was more of a more of a mental struggle. I think I hit a point where it Agreed. was a case of um you know you suddenly realize this is it forever like you kind of yeah. go along with it and i'm doing my injections and i'm watching what i eat and you do, you're doing all your calculations every day aren't you and i think yeah. the hardest bit for me was that day i woke up and thought God, i'm not like i'm not doing this until i get better like this this is life now yeah this is
2: not going to stop like, yeah
1: this, so i think I, that was probably the biggest
2: It definitely weighs on your mental state, that's for sure. Um, I have PTSD and major depression from prior to diabetes, you know, from as a childhood childhood and in the military. And then stacking diabetes on top that just makes it ten times worse. Yeah.
1: Hey,
2: but God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. So we got got this. Yeah, we got this. It makes us tough, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it definitely does. It's character building, apparently.
2: It, it's humbled <laughs> me. It definitely humbled me.
1: Fine. You, know, you definitely know. appreciate things. um, yeah, Like yeah. little, little things that you wouldn't necessarily, if, if your health was spot on.
2: Yeah. How, are, let me ask you a question. How are you with needles and stuff before you found out you're a diabetic?
1: Oh, luckily they didn't, they didn't, they never bothered me. Luckily. Yeah. Um, got too. Yeah, I've got tattoos. I know it's yeah. different, but I can remember being in the hospital and mm-hmm. I was in there like a week.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and <clears throat> they were like, well, until you're injecting, you know, doing all your injections yourself, you can't go home. And I literally just picked it up and did it because I was like, yeah. I, I, I just I'm want to me out home. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. get me home. Yeah. yeah. So no needles. I think people who aren't diabetic see the injections is a big issue or the pump is a big issue. And that's just, that's probably the easy part. I think like it's, yeah. it's all the calculations. And, and like you said, like the mental side of it,
2: yeah. um,
1: you Some know. people just don't
2: get it. I wish you could like, without giving somebody diabetes, be like, just give it to them for a day or something. Yeah. Like, hey, you <laughs> yeah. take it for a day and you see what I got to do with every yeah. day.
1: You know? And they'd have to. This sounds really mean, but they'd have to have a hypo in that day as well.
2: Yeah, oh, give him some-, <laughs> some lows, you know, <laughs> shake it up for him a little bit because it is a. It's a tough disease. It really is. It it weighs on your mental, conscious, your, your just everything. It takes. It just hits so many different parts. Oops, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Do you hit a button?
2: It was <laughs> it was my alarm. <laughs>
1: um. So what do you know now that you wish maybe you'd known in like your first year of, of living with diabetes?
2: Um, I wish, I guess I want to say I wish I, okay. So when, when I first found out I had diabetes, I tried, you know, I definitely changed my world, but I wish I would have, dedicated more to it then when I first found out than I am now because it only gets worse like not to say it's gonna get like worse for everybody but it's not gonna get better it's not a thing that's ever gonna get you know it's not gonna go back unless you have type 2 and you really take care of yourself but type 1 you know our pancreas is a shot so I wish I would have educated myself a little more granted I think I've done pretty well like when I first found out my A1C was 13, and now it's 7.7, 7, but I know some people have it like 6, 5, like they're out there killing mm-hmm. it.
1: But 7.7 is not bad.
2: Yeah, it's not terrible, but I like carbs. <laughs> 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 they're so good. Yeah, I wish I would have just known a little bit more, but I don't know. I think that just... just comes
1: with time like yeah. and, and there's so much i think when you're first diagnosed there's so much information like it's impossible to take all of that on board initially anyway and then yeah. you're getting over the shock of even finding out you've got it so i yeah. think that's one of those things that just just comes with time like you're learning every day with diabetes aren't you i think um yes. I've got the podcast. I've got the website. I've got my like social media groups and mm. people are like, Oh, so you've like, you've sussed it. Like your diabetes is perfect. I'm like, <laughs> no, no,
2: that's impossible. It, <laughs> it's, cool. It, it's cool to have all those platforms though, because there's so many people and so many diabetics out there in the world. And that's something I didn't know. I didn't know how many people had type one. And I tell you what, people with type one diabetes they are always willing to help another diabetic or somebody else like yeah. educate them anything You're like you need supplies you need this like it's a big family like yeah. it's it's a big community so i get it
1: yeah i mean you can scroll through social media and like learn something new every day just a little tip yeah. someone puts up or you know something yeah. that personally works for them and they share that so it's yeah it's definitely social media has its problems but yeah. there's a lot of
2: perks too <laughs> yeah i agree because think about it, like back in the day, they didn't have any of this technology. You know, if you didn't have cell phones, you didn't have before computers and everything. If It was pretty much a death sentence back then. But like if you wanted to go to talk to somebody else and communicate with them, you had to go to their house. You had to go in person. And now it's all at your fingertips. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm all for science because we wouldn't have these insulin pumps that we have today, you know, without it. But the, the size of insulin pumps used to be like a backpack. No, yeah <laughs> yeah i couldn't imagine that i would not be the cool kid in school with <laughs> insulin like backpack you know no that's not gonna work
1: um so you say you work out quite a lot do yeah, you find to... that uh that helps with your your blood sugar control
2: i yeah definitely It definitely does working out taking care of your body eating right taking vitamins Um, all that stuff matters because being a diabetic, you don't get the nutrients like you're supposed to, um, and diabetes definitely causes a lot of other issues, like stomach issues, GI issues. Like I have a lot of GI issues because of it. And so like changing the way you eat is definitely going to make your body healthier in the long run. And I know I'm not getting nothing but older, so (laughs) I'm trying to live a long time. So I try to take care of myself. Um, The gyms have been closed for a while with this COVID thing going on, Um, but our gym and our clubhouse just opened up. So I've been there like every day for like the last like two weeks, just grinding like two hours a day. You know, you meant
1: to take a rest day, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I try to. Um, I'm so high strung. That's the thing. And like with diabetes and me having ADHD, it's like my whole life, I've always been high strung. I'm always on the go. I can't sit still. So working out definitely helps wind me down some you know so definitely how did helps. you
1: how did you cope when the gyms were closed over there did you struggle
2: i was losing my mind because mm-hmm. like i'm it's hard for me to work out at home it's hard for me to have the motivation to work out at home but i'm always doing something hiking with my dog um you know we always go somewhere i'm always active but um and i have i guess i'm I guess i'm lucky in a sense that I have good muscle memory, I wouldn't say good genes because I have diabetes, but like, I'm always pretty slender. Like I've never been overweight. I've never had to worry about losing weight. Thank God, you know, so that's, that's a blessing. So yeah, definitely. I've always been pretty skinny.
1: Um, so looking at your insulin junkie hoodie <laughs> and you've got, um, I know you've got an awesome YouTube channel. Do you want to tell us a bit about that?
2: Sure. Um, so I started my YouTube channel called Insulin Junkie about a little over a year ago. And I wanted to like reach out to other diabetics and tell kind of, it's kind of like my life story, you know. And I got a motorcycle because I love to ride. It's my passion. I love riding. And it's a little easier talking to people. Like this is my first podcast. So you're lucky. This is your first effort, Okay. <laughs> Um, most people don't see this they see me with a helmet on you know because it's a little a little easier to talk about things especially what's going on in my life behind a helmet you know it's kind of like having some glasses on like when my roommate's in here streaming he has glasses on because people don't look at his eyes so It, it gives you a little bit more confidence but i love to ride and I moved to Florida a year ago from Maryland and my YouTube channel I have like six thousand subscribers now within the yeah, last see. year, so I'm I'm doing okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into it a little more diabetes. I think this helps give me a little bit more confidence. And I don't have a motorcycle at the moment. It uh it blew up, the motor blew, and oh. I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saving for another one at the moment. But uh, I love making videos. I love editing. I love creating. I love uh, I love writing. I love talking to people. You know I'm. I'm a people person. I can go anywhere and talk to anybody. It's it's kind of hard like doing this like even <laughs> yeah. in the UK, it's a little different. White so like, personal. Yeah, like if I seen you in public, I would have no problem talking to you. That's just me, so I like to reach out to people. And I think this my life story, you know what I've been through, foster care, group homes, um just all the struggle, mental, physical, sexual abuse. I've been through all that. I try to reach out to other people because I know, I know they've been through the similar situations and it, I feel like it helps them you know yeah definitely people
1: have,
2: people have said on my youtube you know they reach out in the comments and stuff and it it makes me feel good you know mm-hmm. it makes me feel good that somebody else is brave enough to come out and talk about what they've been through because I did it just it just makes me feel good you know yeah
1: absolutely and there's you know I was saying that- social media isn't always a good thing and there can be a lot of negativity but i was just saying to someone the other day how you know i've flipped online some days and there's just so much negative and you you know there's days you think oh why do i bother like why do i bother trying to put out this positive stuff but then like one message from someone saying oh what you put up today really helped me or i can really relate to what you're saying like it just yeah. gives you on doesn't it and you, you just want to yeah. do more yeah um, i agree but yeah, definitely in your situation, you know, it's, it's awful that you've had such a tough time, but, <laughs> but a juice.
2: Don't judge me. These things only have three grams of carbs. Okay,
1: we'll let you off. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, having been through everything you've been through, I think it's, it's amazing that you're kind of willing to share that with other people and it would definitely be a big help to them.
2: Thank you. I appreciate
1: that. Um, So, yeah, obviously we want all the listeners to go and subscribe to Insulin Junkie on YouTube. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Um, Is there any advice that you would give somebody with diabetes who's maybe newly diagnosed and and kind of feeling a bit lost and and not sure what to do?
2: (sighs) Oh, I would tell them it's not the end of the world
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that they were given this disease because they're tough and God doesn't give you anything you can't handle you know it's everybody's life is i guess uh important to their own self but everybody's going through something everybody whether it's diabetes cancer you know we all get older. I didn't find out I was diabetic until I was 26. So I was walking through life like it was okay. And then it hit me like a brick wall, you know, and it was, it was a game changer. Like a
1: reminder that we're not indestructible.
2: Yeah. And, but it wakes you up some and it's tough at times, but it's, it's nothing you can't handle. You just gotta, you just gotta involve yourself with the diabetic community and other people because if you try to isolate yourself and try to fight it on your own, it, not to say it's going to win, but it's going to be harder. So I just want to say, just like, just stay involved with everybody. Like you can always reach out to me. Like if any diabetic or any person is going to come to me and say, Hey, what can I do to make your diabetes better? Or what can you tell me about diabetes? Or can I help you? Or oh, I want to learn. I'm not going to steer them away. And I don't think any person with diabetes would, you know, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's, if we educate each other and we help each other and we grow. And, uh, yeah. You might lose a little sleep over it, but you're <laughs>
1: <laughs> literally in your case.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally.
1: Okay. Well, that's awesome advice. Thank you for that. And thank cool. you so much again for coming on and, uh, giving us a little, little insight into your life and your life with diabetes.
2: Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> no Thanks worries. Thanks for having me.
1: No, you're very welcome. Very welcome. And hopefully I'll, um, catch up with you again soon
2: yeah all right cool thanks take care thanks nick see ya
1: i always love speaking to people about their own experiences and i really enjoyed speaking to nick about his life and his experiences with diabetes um so i really hope that everyone enjoyed listening to that too Nick gave some really great advice there and made such a good point about um, engaging with others online so in groups and in forums as we really can learn so much from each other. Um, So if you're interested in diabetes which I'm guessing you are if you're listening to this now (laughs) or if you love bikes then please go check out Nick's YouTube channel. Search Insulin Junkie and hit subscribe. As always, thank you so much for listening. I've had some awesome feedback on the podcast recently and I genuinely love getting your emails and your messages. So thank you so much. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do hit subscribe and leave a review. And until next time, stay safe.
0: This episode has ended, but your journey towards a healthy and happy life continues. Head on over to diabeticandhealthy.com and join the conversation with other diabetics and their families. All the information in this episode is not designed to replace the advice from the health professional team looking after you and your diabetes. Before making any significant lifestyle changes, do consult them with your doctor.